Hey everyone, it's Tom Kratza. Hey, listen, this podcast is a little bit of an alert or a heads up to real estate investors out there. And I guess for everyone, for all of us who own our own homes as well, um, there is a type of plumbing that's causing a little bit of problems and we thought everyone should have a heads up about it. So we bought it, brought in someone who knows what's going on with this stuff. His name is Mark Griffin. He's a great guy. His wife actually works as part of the team here at Rockstar. And uh, we just wanted him to break this all down for us so, so that you understand. So this is our first episode where we're calling it a, a Rockstar Heads Up episode, just so we're all aware of what's going on here. So this isn't to put uh, fear or scare anyone on a type of plumbing that looks like it has a little bit of issues, but definitely something you want to know about for your own home and especially if you're buying a new condo or you're buying a house you want to know this kind of stuff so that you can have your home inspector call it out or get it looked at or ensure it doesn't have it to begin with so i'll let mark uh get into the details with us on this episode and listen i want to share something with you um our son is applying for university right now it's making me think a lot about university and and some of the time that i spent at university and some of the things i thought university was when i was going Uh, And I had kind of incorrectly assumed that a university education was almost going to guarantee my financial future. And that's definitely not the case. There are obviously huge benefits to education. We are big believers in education. So I don't want to rant against going to university, but we did put a little report together just for our own curiosity. And we called it, does paying for your kid's education really make sense? And what we did is we took the actual cost of university and we compared uh, that the cost of of university and then the starting salary after someone finishes university and compared it to uh, buying a starter home or an investment property and see what happens. How, How do both of those grow? So like, you know, if someone spends the money to go to university and then gets an income, how does that income grow compared to how does, uh, how would it, how would it work for somebody if they went to, I need to go back to university because I'm losing my train of thought right now, (laughs) but how would it compare to if you took that money instead of paying for university and bought an income property? How would that income property uh, grow and how would the financial future of that person be affected uh, by going to university or if they took the money and put it into an income property instead? I hope I've made that clear enough and I haven't totally screwed that up, but I think you kind of get my point. Anyway, you can get that report because we compared it. We used historical data to look at it. And again, this isn't to discount going to university. There's a lot of benefits in understanding how to hit deadlines and research and oral communication and written communication. Um, you know, there's a lot of value uh, how to think, how to how to debate. So there's a lot of value in going to university. We just thought this was an interesting experiment that if you took the money And instead of spending it on paying for university, if you bought your child an income property instead, what would grow faster? Their income as they left university or that starter home value? And again, we cannot predict the future. This is just a little bit of an experiment, but the results absolutely shocked us. So if you want to get access to that report and check it out for yourself, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. So we had to make some assumptions on doing this. Of course, it's not a perfect analysis by any means, but I thought it was rather interesting. So again, you can check that out at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. And with that, let's get started with the podcast. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. 
We are live with Mark Griffin. Am I saying your last name properly? Yes. Oh, great. actually. Okay. Mark, I just, we, we're going to start. We, we have to get to some important stuff about real estate, but what the tattoo, you have the story of your life on your arm. Yeah. So what, yeah. oh, I see the soccer. Okay. Go yeah. ahead, take us through that really quick. So basically, uh, I made a living playing football or soccer in England. So that's got the three lions shield with the soccer ball. Yeah, that's nice. And the three most important people in my life, my daughter, Hannah. My son George and my wife Caroline. Oh, I didn't see Caroline's name with the, is that It's her Kaz. Name? Okay, got name. it, got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 cool. And then the top is death, which is inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so true. So that's the circle. Man. It's so right? true. Holy so smokes, those, man. Those, you got a serious tattoo so, going on there. So, yeah, so those are the, the, the five things so, in life that I can be guaranteed of. So uh, since you have death there at the top, do you yeah. have a plan before you die? Is there certain things you want to get done? Absolutely. Yeah, are you on the are you, are you on your way? Uh, I'm pretty much there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I would just, for those of you listening, Mark actually has crossed paths with my son because on top of doing all this real estate stuff that you do, on top of running your contracting yep. uh, company, you also coach soccer here. Yes. You're actually an Ontario Cup champion coach. Yes. Um and uh you used to play in England. And I was just telling Mark that I thought you were, a def- I figured, I don't know, I just pegged you as a defenseman. No. But you were a goalie. Yeah, yeah. I should have been a rugby player. You, you yeah. know what, you have though, you, you're a big guy. You could be a rugby player. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I made a living playing goals. So how many years did you play over there? Uh, eight. eight. Eight years. Yeah. And then you came back to camp. Born in Canada, went there to, did you go there to play? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got yeah. it. In spite of the system. A bit like most Canadians when they do travel abroad and they play. Uh, that's how we made it. Yeah, so... Go over there in defiance. Nobody helped me. I just went on my own back. Yeah, I was just going to ask because yeah. that, that means you left at probably at the age of 24, 25, 26? Uh, about so. 26, yeah. At 26, yeah. and yeah. then you went over there, so you had no plan. Like, you just went over there and started trying out? Yeah, so all my, I, we, I had a job lined over there with my father-in-law, but at 26, I got married, and I said to Caroline, guess where we're spending our honeymoon? And the other side of the planet, we're going to move. And I'm going to go back to England. I'm going to give this soccer thing a go and see if I can make a, a living out of it, so... I managed to do that for eight years. Yeah, yeah so. that's cool. That, yeah. that 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 was a dream. Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all right, let's get back to reality here because you have some uh, important information to yes. uh, to share, and I just want to make sure we're really clear on this kind of stuff. What's the deal with this? Am I pronouncing it properly? What's the deal with Kitech Plumbing? Yeah, Kitech Plumbing. So, pull it, can you pull the mic oh, just sorry. closer? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. yeah so, Kitech Plumbing's been around since 1995. It was a product that was used uh, in the industry, heavily in the industry, from 1995 to 2007. Um, and the issues that they had with it now that have been discovered since 2011, I believe, is when the lawsuit was finalized in the States. They, um, they've come up uh, now. It's slowly worked its way up here into Canada. But it was late. Most people didn't find out about it until 2014, 2013. And that's when a lot of companies started getting involved with the Kitech and, and looking at the issues that are there. Um, the biggest problem they have with the Kitech is uh, it's called desyncification. And what it is is you have a copper pipe that's half inch with a brass adapter and the uh, Kitech piping, which is um, a polyethylene pipe with a, an aluminum insert inside it to make it rigid but light, light and flexible is all put together and held in together with a zinc crimping ring. So all three products together, you know, as a mishmash, um, don't really like each other that much. And over time, that's the main area where we get leakage. And we find it, and it can be a slow leak, it can be catastrophic. 
but the biggest issue is when you have that and it's inside a wall and it's a slow leak, you may or may not notice it, and then you have issues with mold later on. And Okay, and, and just for everyone listening to this, I just want to be really clear so we understand the, the, the issue with it. It's this, the, the brand is, the type of plumbing is that plastic, like from the, for, for the layman, yeah. when you see it in the walls, I noticed it in residential construction, I feel like it was the late 90s, yeah, the year, that's what you're saying it started, yeah. where instead of copper pipes, I saw this colorful plastic looking stuff. I didn't know inside the plastic there was, it's lined with aluminum. aluminum. Yeah. And then there's the crimping kind of joints that are made of brass or you're saying copper and brass correct yeah, with the yeah. zinc little kind yeah, of zinc so the crimping ring is made out of zinc the yeah, crimping so, okay yeah. so, and so when you see that stuff kaitech is a brand of this type of is this the name for all of that type of plumbing yeah so kaitech is a version of it there's like the modern ones now are like upanor like a wurzbo uh then you have a, a, a pax you have like a vipert there's all different names for it but kaitech was the the general name used for this product um and the thing with, with Kitech is, is it's very distinguishable. The two major colors are orange and blue. When you see orange and blue, but there's also, you know, a few other different versions of it. And the, they have, instead of using um, plastic elbows and plastic T connectors, they've used a lot of brass. So, and, uh, you know, with the fittings in there, then you have another issue as well, too, right? With the brass, it tends to, um, the disinfication process on the brass is much more rapid than on the other two so you know that's where the majority of the leakage is coming from there but okay. there's also eight to ten different names that it's called it's pax ipex there's all different names for it that are uh, also this type yeah of that they're, they're under the kitech banner but it's also uh the products that are out there they're different colors there's some deep reds there's deep blues there's light blues there's different colors of it right so you really need a professional to go in and have a look at it and it takes five minutes, and we're there, and we just do a couple little tests with the bending and flexing, and we can tell you straight away. You and and the, the problem is the zinc connector part. I thought it was that the when you bend this stuff, it gets a little, little crimp in it, it that eventually leaks. I thought that was the original well, problem. That is one of the, pro the problems, because what happens is, like anything, it's called work hardening with metal. So when the plumber's there, this stuff was like sliced bread to you and I. It was great. Like they... Oh, yeah. yeah. I, As opposed I could, to running copper and yeah. welding all that stuff. And I could turn around. I could go on one side of a room to another and turn a light switch on and off with it. Like it was lightweight. It was super strong. It was flexible, but it stayed in the position that I would bend it in or whoever was doing it would bend it in. And um, you had it in there, but basically you try to get around a corner or try to straighten it back out again and you move it three or four times. Got it. And then in that same process, you're work hardening the metal inside the polyethylene. And nobody really kind of thought too much about this maybe. But over time, you've put little stress cracks in there. And then that's where the pressures and the fluctuations in the hot water tanks, the hot water, cold water, and the supply and demand, that's what builds the pressure up there. So the piping can also leak then from the the, the little... Yeah, the, the when they're catastrophic, the pipe will burst in that point. And right you've in. seen Kitech plumbing yeah. burst like this? Twice, twice, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I guess the yeah. situation is if you're in a condominium or something with this, mm -hmm. it can run down multiple, or if you have like a triplex, like if you have something, it's going to run down the whole Well, pump. even in a, in a single family home, they we've discovered it in Joshua Creek, in Lake Shore Woods. Okay, for uh, those of you listening, these are communities in Oakville on the west side of Toronto. Yeah, Orchard and Burlington. Okay. Uh, but primarily it was used in condominiums because it was faster and quicker and cheaper. Um, but in the single family homes, two million plus homes, uh, or two million dollar homes, sorry, uh, that have it. 
But if you're up in the main floor on the master shower and it lets go in the master shower, all that water's got to go somewhere. So you would literally be You know how depressing this is to hear? Because if you're on vacation for like a week or two and something like that ever happens, like I'm worried enough about the toilets when we're on vacation, something happening and turning off the water and all that kind of bit. But uh, at least if the hot water tank dumps in your house, it's kind of usually in the furnace room. There's a, you know, it's not great, yeah. but at least that's yeah. dumping in the basement. Yeah. I'm just thinking if it if on the second floor shower or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I guess how do we, is, is, if I'm listening to this and then I'm like, holy crap, do I have this in my house? Is there any way without calling someone like you into for us to like, is the branding on the pipe or? Yeah, you can usually say it'd be XPA. There'll be numbers. Kitech will actually be written. On there, you'll see it stamped in there. XPA, IPX, APLs. There's a lot of different uh, small abbreviations that are printed on the actual pipe itself that you can see. So, Do you have some yeah. of that listed on your website? Uh, yeah, it is on here. Okay. Uh, on the, uh, I believe it was on here. It's on the website. Okay. When you go on there, on the on the Kitech okay. version on our website, you'll see it and I have the We'll link. So them. if you're listening to this, we'll link to the URL in the show notes for this episode. But can you also, what's the URL for your website? Uh, www.ghidevelopments.org. Dot org. Okay. Yeah, dot org. Yeah. ghidevelopments.org. So if you want to check that out for yourself, and that's the stuff that I'm kind of looking for. And then if you do find it, like if you find it and you're saying in a house, mm-hmm. so now what? What's the process? This is horror. This is. Yeah. So like right today. Yeah. My guys are there. We're doing a house in Joshua Creek um, and they'll come in sight. We'll have a look around. We'll go through the house, see how many bathrooms, toilets, sinks, vanities. Uh, we'll map out a process of how we're going to get the water because not necessarily the way it was ran before was the correct way to do it. So we just reroute things. We remap the plumbing in the house and the easiest way for us to get water from supply up to the top floors so and then we map it out you Petra yeah. just because I know what's involved in all this kind of stuff like so when you go into a house you were just saying that you went into someone's house and you checked it out and they didn't have this plumbing that they yeah. thought they had and they basically give you a big hug. oh yeah so the reaction <laughs> is like when I go in there like I mean I'm either basically go, you're like the boogeyman that nobody wants to see you come in you're like please I, let me know that everything's good yeah absolutely yeah so for me as like yes we were in business we were talking about this before it was like yeah I want to I want to make a living like everybody else but I do really honestly do get a great feeling when I go into somebody's home and I tell them they don't have Kitech. It's like they've won a small lottery. Like it's crazy because the numbers for this repair can, can slowly and, and is, creep up. Is, is this something not – so this brand obviously not in business anymore. They uh, no, the, the company the still companies is. The company is, sorry, yeah, but this, yeah, yeah. this era, 1995 to 2007, yeah. and I know right in Canada uh, – yeah, it, we don't know exactly when it was stopped being used, but roughly 95 to 2007. Yeah, so you might have some of them in 2008. You know, okay. at the end of the day. But roughly around there yeah, is when it, it kind of stopped. Yeah, so there's a couple of newer built home, uh, um, homes in Lakeshore Woods that were a little bit later than that. Okay. But it could have been simply because yeah, Joe, Joe Plummer leftover, had uh, 750 piping. rolls of 300 yeah. feet long. And to and be fair to everyone then, no one really knew. No. Right? So to be no. fair, this is not blasting any of those guys. No, no. one knew. No. And it's like, you know, some of the bigger uh, condominium uh, builders, uh, there's some great companies out there, and they're getting a lot of stick over this. But at the end of the day, they put in a CSA-approved product at the time. Yeah, so and they it didn't was, know any better either. No. But so was, if you're in a condo, so now the whole condo has to be swapped out? Because the whole condominium would have been. In, in some they do. Like okay. there's a condominium in Fairview, on okay. Fairview Street in Burlington. Okay. Uh, that, in all the common areas, 
all has to be removed, right? But in, say, Bishop's Gate here in Oakville, um, they have it just inside each unit. So the common area is copper. So, but everything else inside those units is Kitech. Okay, and you were starting to explain when you're in someone's house, and I want to, we'll take it to the condominium as well. Yeah. When you're mapping out, like how the, we're talking about drywall ripping out of the wall. Like yeah. this is a big deal, yeah. right? It, 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 it is a big deal. And it's a, it's a process that, you know, because frightens a lot of people because it's frightening. Sp- it's frightening me just listening <laughs> no, to you. They, I mean, you, you live in a lovely home, Tom. You got a nice. No, I know. You know I know. It's, it's, it's just like you never think about this stuff. Yeah. And then people say, oh, I spent so much money, you know, now and I've got the house exactly the way I want it. And now you're going to come and rip it apart. It is. We're not going to. I don't like to use the words rip it apart. We're going to gently. <laughs> all, all, everything that we do is by hand, by the way. We don't go in there with zip saws and all that. We cut everything with blades by our hand to reduce the dust. That's a little cleaner, yeah. Cleaner cut. And we're we're fairly well educated with this. We do, we are experts at Kitech. So uh, we've done over 350 condos. We've probably wow. done about uh, 150 single homes now, um, detached and semi-detached. So it's everywhere. Townhouses, single. And it doesn't matter. You can live in a, you know, a two and a half, three million dollar home, and you could still have Kitech, right? So, um, but anyways, when we go in there, we, we we cut them by hand, and we're kind of we try to make it as least invasive as we possibly can, but we cover the floors with paper, we cover everything with plastic, and we tell everybody's going to be okay. So, and generally, nine times out of ten, it is okay. Some people panic, but we um, always tell everybody, and this is the biggest thing: go away for four days, take your wife away. Take her to a, a great wolf lodge. Here we come Absolutely, with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Go belting down those water slides. <laughs> Give me four days. When you come back in, you wouldn't tell that we were in your house. Yeah, got you it. You wouldn't know. Okay. So we okay. repair so, everything. Okay. We go so do the pipes. We do the painting. We do the prime. calming everyone down who yeah, might be yeah, listening yeah. to something. Yeah, so you, you wouldn't know we were in okay. there, right? So we actually, I'll just tell you a quick little story because it was kind of kind of funny. But we were doing a condo in, in Oakville. Uh, we had to do a sky tech. We had to do some floors and change a couple of doors and windows and things. He goes, I'm going away for a week, Mark, just specifically for a week so you guys do the work. No problem, we're in. So we came back, did the work. He's come back from his holidays, and I pulled up in the parking lot. It's Monday morning, and he's out there in the parking lot, and he's effing and blinding and carrying on. He goes, I trusted you. You said you were going to get this stuff done for me. And he goes, I can see the windows done. I can see you got the floors done, but the kayak, and I was like, I said, hey, relax. It's okay. I took him through the process. I showed him the videos. I showed him the pictures that we've done. It's all done. It's finished. He goes, no way have you been in my house. I couldn't tell. There's not a speck of dust. There's not. I said, well, that's what we pride ourselves on, right? So it was quite funny because he was out there screaming, yelling. And, he did, and the, some of the tenants were there and they were saying, oh, and the next thing you know, he's got his arms around you, giving you a hug. Right? That's so, cool. That, yeah, but, uh, but if you're in a condo, doesn't so if you do it in your unit, mm-hmm. Is is how how are condos handling this right now? Is every unit owner doing it on their on their own? It's one hundred percent their responsibility. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah. if the guy above you doesn't do it, yeah, is insurance covering that? Then it's if all, he leaks onto my condo, mm-hmm. and this yeah, is the gray confusing. area. So this this is where it becomes very very particular. And I got to be careful what I say here because yeah, yeah. I don't want to say insurance no, no, companies sure. are going to deny claims. I'm not. We've heard of it saying that I'm going to look after this, I'm going to look after that. There are some insurance companies that say we just don't want to insure it because it's just too much okay. of a liability. So there's a lot of areas. I would highly suggest everybody who thinks they have it or they do have it to call the insurance company and talk directly with them. Okay. And it- more importantly, get something in writing from your insurance company from an underwriter that has said that we are going to cover any issues if you have the Kitech because they say they will, and then when the claims come in, it's – 
Yeah, okay. It becomes a yeah, very, very great. Made, that's a great tip. Yeah, okay. Because so, yeah. I was just going to ask the same thing. Let's say I have it in my house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Mark, I'm just going to roll the dice, forget it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, if I get something in writing from insurance that they will cover it, at least then I know if it's a horrible situation, I'm mm-hmm. covered. Because that would be the, the other alternative to just mm-hmm. not deal with it. Like I uh, recognize I have it yeah. and say, screw it. Like I know I'm rolling. The, like I understand how much damage can be caused by yeah. by a water leak, especially on a higher level of a house or yeah. a condo. Um, but uh, that's my other. Op- I'm just trying to think of what are so my other it, options. It, you're going to pay for it. The homeowner is going to pay for it. And it sounds really bad, but it's at some point you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to pay for it through a water leak. Yeah. A claim. Yeah. A direct cost for us or when you go to resale that's the big one right i mean you guys are in real estate you know it's yeah, like, well, yeah, the yeah. first thing that comes out of most of months you got kite yeah. especially so anyone any investor buying an investment property or an investment condo this mm-hmm. is the first thing they should be checking for Do, our home inspectors uh mm-hmm. i'm finding they're not educated on it either no. So no. just so everyone's listening to this, we're talking to our home inspectors, so they're g- going to be aware of all this kind of stuff. Yeah. We'll share your contact information, yeah, for sure. Mark, so that they can be connected with you. So yep. if they have questions, they can kind of reach out to you. Yeah. Actually, after this, I need to give you a couple names right right away okay. on this kind of yeah, stuff. Sure. And then uh, um, I... Yeah, I, I just never heard of this stuff. Are you finding that people are surprised when they... Because they, I'm sure when you, when someone like something like this comes up, if you've never heard of it before, it can come across a little bit like, ah, a little bit of fear-mongering here. I'm okay with this plumbing. Never heard yeah, of this stuff. Yeah. But once you're educated on it a little bit and you realize, damn, if you have this stuff in there, you need to be aware of it because the potential of this happening looks like at some point it it it's going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fail, right? There is not... Yeah. Okay. Will it or it's one hundred percent will fail at some but what time that's gonna yeah, be? Yeah. I don't know. For some people they've been living with it for fifteen years already and, and it's it fine. hasn't. But could it be fifteen years of one day or could it be fifteen years plus another five? Who nobody knows. It's yeah. it's a chemical reaction, it's a, a physical property that's going to happen. Yeah, got you know? it. So it's it's difficult to say. Um the last thing in the world we want is like people to, to start getting the scaremonger, but at the end of the day, it's a responsibility, oh, yeah, no, no. And, you, and you have to have it done. It's the same as, uh, you know, UFI and asbestos mm-hmm. and all these things. It's you do your due diligence, right? It's buyer beware and make sure that you educate yourself with these things, right? So, you know. Um, I and I, I want to ask, how do you, I? Because you have a cool, such a cool story. You know, going out of the country, playing soccer, following your dream, yeah. and then you know coming back. When you came back, how did you get into real estate? Was real estate? Did you go right into? Because you you build custom homes. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get into real estate? Was it over there? You told me briefly. Over there, you were reno- flipping and renovating. Yeah, property? so I was because I mean, I played. I played soccer, and you know, I was a goalkeeper. And the reason, biggest reason, why I was a goalkeeper because I couldn't run. Right? <laughs> I didn't like running. I thought this was crazy. Right, so I'm going to go and stand. And you, that, you're playing a sport I, where there's basically yeah, running a marathon I, I, every game. Hundred percent. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not the fittest guy in the world, but I got a big mouth. Right, so I can command from the back. Right, so and I, and I did a good job. Um, but yeah, so when I was doing it there, I knew that that wasn't going to last forever, and I wasn't playing in the Premiership or anything like that. So, you know, multi-million dollar contracts were not on my forte. But just so I just I, I was thinking about the future, um, and I've always been in at a construction background. So I thought to myself, you know what, I'll start flipping some houses over in England. We did that. And we were successful. We came back to Canada in 2005 when my playing career ended. And uh, my wife, Caroline, you know quite well, uh, she was into daycare. She was an early childhood educator. So we opened up a daycare on Bronte Road in uh, in Oakville. And a lot of renos. And, f- and the, the red tape and that was crazy. Two years from start to finish to get a daycare off the ground. Wow. Right? It was 
you know, a bungalow that we converted to a day cab. It was really good. But, um, but one thing that we noticed over the time in England and the first few years that we were here, we had, uh, we've been in, I've, I've done everything. Retail, I've tried it all, right? You know, it's like selling vacuums. I've, like, I've done it all. I'm going to be rich every other day, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, the one thing that's always been consistent in my life is construction and real estate. And uh, I'd said to Caroline, we, said, we, 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 we closed the, the store down. We had a retail soccer store. And we closed that down. And then we, the daycare closed down. We had to reevaluate ourselves. And we're both entrepreneurs, so, so we think, that's okay, a, how tricky. are we going to reinvent ourselves at 40 years old or 42 years old? Um, both our livelihoods were kind of taken away. We always had the construction. So it's so the one thing that we've made money at, the only thing that we've consistently made money at is property, right, is over the long, you know, the 15 years. So we decided this. So we sat down. We go, okay, we bought this little bungalow. Let's convert this. It was on Winston, and that was the first one. That's when we met Ruben. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, cool. um, we were uh, going on. He goes, you're pretty good at this, Mark. Why don't you keep doing this? So we did a couple more and a couple more, and then next thing you know is we're building these custom homes around Oakville, Southeast Oakville, and Western Bronte area, and it was quite successful. And then that's when my wife said, you know what? We're paying all these real estate agents all this money. We're doing so we got to get in there. I, I'm sure you're the same way Nick too. Nick and I got our licenses because of the same thing. Why are we paying these realtors these commissions and these things? Let's just get our real estate yeah, license. Absolutely. And then the next thing was obviously then you know Caroline's joined in with you guys, which is fantastic, and she's been off and running. Yeah, you guys are an awesome story, man. Yeah, that's so, a, that's yeah. really it's funny because we came to the realization the same way. Nick and I, I had started some websites online. I was like selling digital cameras for a little while. Then I started some coupon clipping thing that mm. really was it was taking off like viral like it, it was Chatelaine magazine put it in the magazine we, we didn't even know but I thought my wife would take over because I don't really like shopping and I don't like coupons yeah. so I thought she would I would create this and then she would like run it but you know that didn't really that wasn't her cup of tea she's like why I don't want to be running this website that you've created yeah. so kind of shut that down and then Nick and I I was a trading options for a little while like I was two years heavy into option trading back and forth and then at some point I was uh, buying rental properties with Nick throughout this whole period. And the rental properties kept producing cash flow. They kept going up in value. Mm -hmm. And I looked back what was right in front of me and I thought, Nick, why are we chasing all this stuff? Real estate seems to be the one thing that just, if you kind of keep at it, you're going to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> and so we put our stake in the grand, gra ground, got our licenses. Right. And eventually a, a year, or two, I guess two years after that, started Rockstar. And that's... Uh. So same, same, now, right? yeah, same kind of realization, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like, why don't we just go where the money already, you know, I tell everybody about there's money trails in life. Like don't try and reinvent the wheel, find out where the flow of money is go going already yeah. and just step into that flow. Mm -hmm. And likely if you're have integrity, if you're good at what you do, like you are Mark, mm -hmm. some of that piece of the pie or piece of that money river is going to flow to you. And you know, what's important though, Tom, you have to enjoy what you're doing, right? Like it, you try everything, right? I say, oh, I, I, Six years ago, seven years ago, I said to Carolyn, this Amazon thing, this online shopping, I, I, I reckon we could do all this. You know, I was like, I don't know about it, right? And when you do it, it's like, uh, you know, but the, this, the construction is something we both love to do. Like, we really, really enjoy it, and we're good at it. And just, you know, to go specifically into, like, the Kai tech and become a specialist in that, it's because you try to do a service, right, and offer a service that's going to help somebody. Yes, we have to make a living, but at the end of the day, we want to try to alleviate the pressure from these things too, right? And 
and that gives you a good feeling, right? And you feel like you're helping totally. somebody have some net worth, right? So you want to be able to do that. And it's just being able to reinvent yourself on the spot. I remember that's like on the spot. It's, right? it's yeah. pretty impressive for you guys to yeah. do that is really yeah. impressive with your life path. And you're saying something really important. A whole bunch of people go to where the money is. You brought up Amazon. Mm. We know people killing on Amazon, mm. but they're really good at doing the arbitrage. They're really good at crunching numbers yeah. with Excel spreadsheets, looking at the product analysis, seeing what people are buying, seeing what you can ship products, landed yeah. cost over here, finding a little opportunity and executing on that. But if that's not your thing, and you're a very hands-on guy, I, I can tell, yeah. you're not, and it's not my cup of tea either to be like analyzing spreadsheets to that capacity. But if you're an engineering type background and you're very detail oriented, that might be the beautiful business for yeah. you. And the reason you have to do what you love, I, I, I'm just, I love what you said, is because I tell, and this is what I tell my kids all the time, I say, look, life has a lot of suffering in it doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm. Playing soccer, there's going to be, I'm sure in your time playing professionally, there was a coach you had who gave you some feedback or benched you for a game. You know, there's going to be suffering in whatever you do. So you might as well go down a path that you enjoy and that you like because life is, has ups and downs no matter what you're in. So if you're in something you hate and then you're also going through some suffering period, like a down period, life really sucks. At least if you're doing something you like, when you have those down times in life, you're on the right path and you can get through it, right? I just don't like when some people told me you follow your passion and I used to take that to mean that I'm going to be happy every day. There's going to be no hard times. You know, like follow your passion and that's the way to look. And I didn't realize that even if you follow your passion, there's still good days and bad days. No one really explained that part to me. You know, I read those personal development books and I misunderstood that like if you follow your passion or do something you love, it's it's always good days. I didn't realize there could still be bad days. Well, yeah, you're never ever going to get success in anything in life without failure first. You have to fail in order to be successful. You know, when people say to me, oh, it's catastrophic. Is it embarrassing? You know, I had a soccer store. And I thought this was going to be it. I'm going to own a chain of soccer stores. I'm a professional soccer player. I got all these connections. I know all these people. It's going to be great. And what a mess. <laughs> you know, what a mess. And I'm not embarrassed <laughs> Thank by it. Thank you for it's, sharing that. You know, yeah, that, that that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not embarrassed yeah, by it. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried something and I failed. But that doesn't make me any less of a business person. It doesn't make me any less of a, a man. What it's done is made me stronger and made me a little bit smarter. So now when we get into these kind of things, I understand a little bit better the processes, the things that you have to do in life to get there. We say this all the time to the kids. I've been coaching soccer for 16 years. I haven't been playing for a while, so I, I'll get back. But I say to the boys or girls, whoever I'm coaching at that time, it's don't be afraid to make mistakes. Go out on that soccer field and, and don't be afraid to make a mistake. Because if you go out there, then you're not going to give 100% because you're going to be afraid to make that mistake. So don't hold back. Go for it, right? And that's it. Life's life, too short. Yeah, yeah, life is the same. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, that's such great advice. I, someone once told me uh, the importance of becoming the person that will automatically generate the success that you want. I never understood that. But you need to make mistakes to become the person that's capable of handling yeah. different responsibilities. When, yeah. when I started that little coupon site, I, the joke, it, my, my brother always shares this. He's like, Tom, you realize Groupon, you've heard, you've heard of Groupon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, you realize Groupon went public about eight years later for a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And I basically started, I had the URL. It was called sales in the city, meaning sales going on in the city.com. Mm-hmm. I started this thing up. It was just, people were giving me their email address. It was going around. Like I would get email addresses at Hewlett Packard, for example. And you could tell people were talking about it because I would get like, one email address. And then later that day, I could see I would have like 40 email addresses at Hewlett Packard. So everyone, I guess, was sharing like, hey, sign up for this service. And I just hated the business. And more importantly, I wasn't the person capable to take that business Mm. any further. I didn't know how to 
get in touch with different retailers like you at the soccer. Yeah. I didn't know how to get it all connected yeah. and worked out. And then eight years later, Groupon did figure it out and went public for a billion dollars. So I always joke with Nick, I wasn't the per. It was like you can have the million dollar ideas, but if you're not the person that is capable of executing on mm -hmm. that, you're going to get nowhere. And that's why I love your idea about making the mistakes. You have to make those mistakes to grow as a person. For sure. It's important. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, so sorry, this started with Kitech. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I love that though. So on the Kitech stuff, yeah. what else do we need to know? You need, you can check it yourself. We you can go to ghidevelopments.org. Yep. Your website, we'll link to it. Yep. You'll see some cues on your website in the Kitech yeah, section. There's, there's a section for Kitech. Yeah. Or you call someone like yourself, your contact information is going to yeah. be on there. You'll come in and kind of check it out. Yeah, it literally takes five minutes what geographic yeah. people listen to this right across canada what service area do you cover in the, the well right now we're southern ontario okay yeah, yeah, okay so you will cover southern ontario yeah, absolutely yeah, okay yeah, got it yeah, okay yeah. and then is the same for condominiums a unit owner calls you you come into the condominium or do you need some other different access for a condo no, no not at all just the individual condo owner can call us and okay we can go out um i can almost guarantee you uh if your condominium was built between 1995 and 2007, and it's in Ontario, it's probably 90% got Kitech. Really? Yeah, so are some buildings doing the whole building? Yeah, so some are. Like Fairview, like I was saying, that's in the common okay, areas as well, too. It. They're they, doing everything. Yeah, so Appleby Line, those ones, they're um, the orchard, they call them. Uh, they're individuals that are doing that. So, But some of the areas aren't. Like um, the ramps going to the underground parking, it's Kitech's in there. The crazy thing with that is at some point all that the ramps will have to be dug up and the pipes because that's the, full of glycol. Because you mean it's a heated cement ramp. Yeah. And so. th they're using Kitech plumbing in that cement. Yeah, yeah. And that's full of glycol. So if it was to burst there, so what what's glycol? I don't I'm not aware it's of it. It's a an anti freezing agent that kinda they, they warm it up. Oh, so got it just it. keeps that concrete like above zero so there's no ice or buildup. So oh, going so. down to the underground parking, almost all anybody has got underground parking that will have that in it. So, okay, yeah. got it. And so, if you're listening to this, like I hate to share stuff like this, but it's also important to share stuff like this oh, so that yeah. we all know this. So yeah. that um, if you need to, t uh, you know, if you need to take precautions, check out your house, check out your condo, mm -hmm. get educated on this stuff. You can reach out to GHI Developments for questions. I guess you're going to email addresses on there, or contact yep. forms. Yeah, everything's on there. On well. there. Yeah, even my cell phone and stuff on there. So cool. I'm always open, but it's just it, it's a good thing just to educate yourself with it, right? And just and the choice is yours. No, you don't have to change Kitech. You can roll the dice. We know some people say, you know what, I'll wait till it breaks. I go, okay. But, but at least you know. I like knowing. Like yeah. I like I, I like planning for the worst at all times. Yeah. Short time, uh, you know, a big thing in real estate, we're always short-term paranoid, long-term optimistic. Yeah. I'm always looking around for all the different dangers around me. So if you want to roll the dice, fine, but at least be educated on it so yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah. Right? Because that's where a lot of it comes. We always get it too. We'll get a call from a real estate agent or a lawyer, a real estate lawyer, and we'll say, oh, well, we got this. Can you come and have a look at this? And then, you know, negotiations start. And you usually end up paying twice as much, right? So Yeah, got you it. Know, you yeah. mean paying twice as much in that situation because it's not handled yeah. beforehand. So, so if someone's buying your house, they're asking for twice as much to accept yeah. the plumbing the yeah, way it is. because now it becomes a, a hassle, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, when they ask twice as much, they ask twice as much for the repair costs of it because they're going to have to deal with it. They'll still yeah, buy your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah got it. Yeah. And okay. they'll try and get a free holiday out of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Mark, uh, anything else about this? I think we've covered it. Anything else? Yeah, that I, I, no, yeah. no, we're good. Yeah. I, really, thank you so much. No, for, I know you're pleasure. busy. Yeah. We tried to schedule this like 15. Both of us need help scheduling our <laughs> I, calendars. Was it? I think it was like 
in June, wasn't it? I don't know. I feel like it was. Yeah, I think that was yeah. a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. And you are officially the last podcast we're recording in our old office. I wish you could come by the new office, but this is the last one well, we're recording we'll here. So we'll yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do it, we'll do it one, again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate this. Thank you very much. Hey, everyone. So hopefully you enjoyed that. If you want any other information from Mark about this, you can go to his website, ghidevelopments.org. That's ghidevelopments.org. His contact information is, is out there. And remember, if you want any real estate reports, you can always go to rockstarinnercircle.com. The one I was talking about at the intro is available there on instead of paying for your child's education, if you took that money and bought an income property instead, what appreciates faster, the value of that property or their income after university? It's rather interesting data to look at. You can get a copy of that at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. Until next time, your life, your terms.